sorry, folks. Uh, someone who has got host powers must have clicked the end of the meeting. Um, so I will. Uh, I guess we'll begin with uh, Psalm 67. God, be merciful unto us and bless us and show us the light of his countenance and be merciful unto us. That thy ways may be known upon the earth, thy saving health amongst all nations. Let the peoples praise thee, O God. Be let all the peoples praise thee. O let the nations rejoice and be glad, for thou shalt judge the folks righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise thee, O God. Yea, let all the peoples praise thee. Then shall the earth bring forth her increase, and God, even our own God, shall give us his blessing. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the world shall fear him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the tenth verse of the fifth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Go up on her walls and destroy, but do not make a complete end. Take away her branches, for they are not the Lord's. For the house of Israel and the house of Judah have dealt very treacherously, treacherously with me, says the Lord. They have lied about the Lord and said, it is not he. Neither will evil come upon us, nor shall we see sword or famine. And the prophets become wind, for the word is not in them. Thus shall it be done to them. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of hosts, because you speak this word, Behold, I will make my words in your mouth fire, and this people would, and it shall devour them. Behold, I will bring a nation against you from afar, O house of Israel, says the Lord. It is a mighty nation. It is an ancient nation, a nation whose language you do not know, nor can you understand what they say. Their quiver is like an open tomb. They are all mighty men, and they shall eat up your harvest and your bread, which your sons and daughters should eat. They shall eat up your flocks and your herds. They shall eat up your vines and your fig trees. They shall destroy your fortified cities in which you trust with the sword. Nevertheless, in those days, says the Lord, I will not make a complete end of you. And it will be when you say, why does the Lord our God do all these things to us? Then you shall answer them. Just as you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your land, so you shall serve aliens in a land that is not yours. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord. My spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. For hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. His mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. That shows strength with his arm, that scoured the proud imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble in me. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begin at the 11th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. 
Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Be light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and to earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, just forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Great make in us new and contrite hearts, that we worthily limiting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness. May obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness. 
in the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of the only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. A couple of thoughts on tonight's lessons. Our Old Testament lesson comes from Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a prophet who stayed back um, <clears throat> during the Babylonian exile. Uh, the Babylonian exile actually took place in two waves. The first was um, Nebuchadnezzar came and took all of the uh, learned people, the people of great skill, craftsmen and things, and, and exported them to Babylon. He set up a puppet government in Jerusalem and left uh, some other inhabitants there. And Jeremiah <clears throat> saw the first um, exile wave go, and he is giving counsel to the puppet king that was set up by Nebuchadnezzar, who is not a very strong king, um, but nevertheless is kind of the, the overseer of Nebuchadnezzar's vassal, I guess. And um, <clears throat> and then Nebuchadnezzar gets annoyed with him later, and uh, the entire uh, he comes back and destroys Jerusalem and the temple, <clears throat> which Jeremiah watches as well and, and laments over. But uh, Jeremiah is speaking on behalf of the Lord um, <clears throat> and saying that all of the things that have befallen Israel are um, Israel and Judah's fault. That um, essentially, I think we get the key to this whole lesson here in, in verse um 19 where um the lord says you will you will say uh you will ask the rhetorical question what why has all of this happened to to us and uh, the answer to that question would be uh you've forsaken god in your own land um and served foreign gods in your own land therefore you shall serve uh foreign gods in foreign lands and in this way, we, we can see that God is interested in revealing the inward part of the, the nation of Israel, the, the spiritual aspect of Israel. Um, the, the true spiritual aspect of Israel is that they are not serving God. They're serving foreign gods. And the outward expression of that um, is, is, is mismatched with the inward expression in that um, they have their own land that God who had delivered them from Egypt has given them. And so there's a there's something off. Um, the inward spirituality doesn't reflect the outward um, seen reality. Um, and so God is making the outward um, reality match the inward reality. And so uh, instead of serving the true God of Israel, they're serving foreign gods. And so God is going to put them in a foreign land to match their inward spiritualness. And we can see that God has always been um, interested in the inwardness of his people. And Jesus comes um, into a nation that um, is ruled by uh, the Pharisees. And the Pharisees are very outward expressive. They really only care that uh, people are following the rules and can have that outward um, right expression um, from God. And um, 
meanwhile, they really aren't doing anything to help the inward spirituality of the people. And Jesus comes and so much of his message is, is about, no, the inward spirituality is what matters um, because this is what God does. He makes the inward spirituality, uh, well, he makes the outwardness match the inwardness. And so whatever our inward state is, God comes and changes the outward state so that it matches the inward state. And this is um, what is going to happen in, in the judgment of the end of times is, is that we, um, our inward state will be judged and either we will be faithful and choose God and our outward state will match that, that we get to dwell with God forever, or we have rejected God in our lives and our inward state is we dislike God. We don't want anything to do with him and the outward state will be changed to match that, then then you will be put away from God forever. And so, um, you know, that's kind of our Lenten message is, is uh, Lent gives us the opportunity to work on the inwardness of ourselves and um, and to get right with God and, and to practice spiritual disciplines so that um, so that when the time comes, um, our outward selves will match our inward spiritual um, realities. And we, we see this as we grow in our Christianity and as we grow in, in love of God and, and over long seasons of our lives when we're dedicated to the life of prayer and seeking God for extended periods of time, um, we sin less, we pray more, and overall, we do make that progress um, outwardly, but it comes from an inward, um, an inward reality that we try to cultivate um, through our our um, nearness and, and seeking after God. And so, uh, this isn't just something that happens at discrete moments in time that God comes, visits His people, and changes the way that uh, changes the outwardness to match the inwardness it is something that um, that happens right here and right now that um, God uh, grows us spiritually and through that growth spiritually then our outwardness um, matches our inward state and Lent gives us an opportunity to to work on that um, briefly looking at today's gospel lesson um, Jesus um, is is turning toward uh, going to see Lazarus who has fallen ill and has died. And one of the, the things that, that has always struck me about this passage is that um, Jesus goes into danger. He's warned that um, if you go that close to Jerusalem, uh, when you go to Judea, then then you're walking into danger that the, the chief priests and the Jews are, are trying to find you and, and kill you. And indeed, this is the moment when Jesus does go to Jerusalem for the last time. Lazarus' death brings him closer to the cross, but he does this anyway because Lazarus is his friend and um, God goes and, and seeks us, even though um, God is put into danger for that. Jesus was put into danger and eventually uh, was crucified um, when he went to go. Um, and raise Lazarus from the dead, but he did it. Uh, this is kind of a microcosm of, of, of how, God, how God acts um, in his salvific role, is that God came from, from the safe place of heaven down to earth to 
save us and bring us from death into life. In this case, we're all like Lazarus and that we're dead in our sin. And God came into danger to, to, to raise us from that death into life. And, um, and so just like the disciples, um, St. Thomas says, well, let us go and, and we will, um, and we'll meet death with him. Whatever danger we go in, we'll, we'll follow the Lord. And that's what we're called to do is that, um, now that we have life, we follow the Lord where he goes. And being a Christian doesn't mean our safety is guaranteed. Um, in, in fact, you know, a lot of times we're put in uneasy circumstances or in, in even um, some cases we are, um, some people are martyred and, and we can be put in great danger, but we do follow where God leads us, um, no matter what the risk is to ourselves, um, because um, we love other people just as God loved us. So it's a couple of thoughts on tonight's lessons. We'll end this evening with the prayer for um, the church and evangelism. Excuse me, the litany for the church and evangelism. Uh, you can click, click the link in the chat bar and um, maybe I'll just post it again because I know Zoom is a little. There you go. There's a new link for those that just joined. Um, we offer the litany this evening uh, for the church and evangelism to the glory of God that um, for the prayers and intentions of those who are present, uh, that God would give us a blessed Lent and grow us um, spiritually, and that God would open new opportunities of mission ministry within our diocese and our church. O oh God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth, have mercy upon us. O oh God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us. O oh God, the Holy Ghost, sanctifier of the faithful, have mercy upon us. Holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, one God. Have mercy upon us. We seriously beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church in the universal and right way. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee so to rule the hearts of thy servant, the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, and all in authority. That may, they may above all things seek thy honor and glory. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. They may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word, and that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. And it may please thee to send forth laborers into thy harvest. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace, to hear meekly thy word, and to receive it with pure affection, to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please you to comfort and relieve all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or state. Being in patience under their suffering and happy to have all their afflictions. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us true repentance. To forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to endure us with grace of thy Holy Spirit. To mend our lives according to thy holy word. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to have mercy on the faithful departed. Granting them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it 
We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that it may please thee to fill us with gifts of the Holy Spirit for the work of ministry and the building up of the body of Christ. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us power through the Holy Spirit to be thy witnesses in word and deed in our homes, work, and leisure. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to convert hearts through our ministry and add continually to our number those who are being saved. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to bless our ministry of word and sacrament, opening minds to understand the scriptures and making thyself known in the breaking of the bread. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to make us ready always to give an answer to anyone who asks the reason for the hope that is within us. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to put it into our hearts to seek and find thy lost sheep and bring them back into thy fold. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to fill us with such love for one another, that all may perceive in our midst the presence of Christ, and to be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, who didst endue thy church with power from on high on the day of Pentecost, brought thy Holy Spirit upon our diocese, and the communities and parishes our diocese is working with, and grant unto us all things that are needful for our spiritual welfare. Enlighten and guide our clergy and lay workers, strengthen and increase the faithful, visit and relieve the sick, turn and soften the wicked, rouse the negligent and careless, recover the fallen, restore the penitent, remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth, bring all to be of one heart and mind within the fold of thy holy church, the honor and glory of thy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Barb and Rochelle for responding and reading tonight. Thank you all for being here. Have a blessed Wednesday. See you guys later. <laughs> Thank you, Dean <laughs> Andrew. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah.